Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And we'll start with the name. Where where did Pepe come from? Uh, Pepe originated from my Spanish godmom, so it originated then and just stuck. You went the JUCO kind of route? And that journey was crazy. But the crazy thing about it, when I got here, Marcus Peter actually took me out to eat with him. He's like, man, come, come on, come ride with me. We're going to get something to eat. You know, as a guy who was undersized, did you feel like players would test you? Yeah, I love it. You think I'm sweet. Yeah, I'm too small. Yeah, come on. I'm finna show you. I go out and I challenge people. You're just going to have to show me you can outwork me. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are getting ready for training camp, and the rookies have already reported. You know the rookies. They stay long, arrive early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we capitalize on that, and we have Demarion Pepe Williams on the pod today. So very exciting. Yeah, and in addition to the rookies arriving, the quarterbacks have also arrived. And injured vets. And injured vets. But quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Wait, who's that? Oh, <laughs> the Moors here. Yeah, exactly. I t- we said all that holdout talk was a bunch of garbage. Yeah, we talked about that at the end of minicamp, and there was all the the, the headlines of whether he's going to hold out. And we said, if you listen to the podcast, that he is going to be here for training camp, and he is. He's here for training exactly. camp, and that was a great sign to see him walk in. Man, he looks like he is packed on some serious muscle. I know it, like not necessarily since since minicamp, but <laughs> yeah, that was the storyline of minicamp. Now you say it if you say it again, he's he, going to look like a linebacker. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, he definitely, even when he walked in today, you could definitely see that, and so um, it was good to see him, no doubt. For sure, yeah. I mean, the contract stuff will be ever present, especially after Kyler Murray just signed a big extension. So. Uh, you think he'll get any questions about that next time he steps to the podium? I have a feeling he probably will. <laughs> yeah. I also am going to guess that he's probably going to answer them the same way that he did at minicamp, which is come up with a, whatever the stock answer is. Right. We're talking. Yeah, we're talking, and it's a conversation, and rinse and repeat. So you can ask me however many times you want, but you're going to get the same answer. <laughs> probably so. But with no further ado, let's get into our interview with my guy. I've already... Garrett, I'm just saying I've already put my flag in the ground on this guy. All yeah. right, he's my guy. Okay, you can don't claim him. You did, you did, you were on it early. I was early, yeah. Well, that's just because you did you did the interview with him after he got drafted, and so you did the initial interview with him. So then once you do one interview, then automatically it's your guy. Exactly. Anyway, let's jump into it. We're thrilled to be joined by Pepe Williams. He's Pepe, not Demarion. <laughs> it's Pepe, right? Yeah, Pepe. We're rolling with it. <laughs> and, and you know what? I want to start here. You, like, already strike me as a star. Like, you are a guy who comes out, brings the energy. Like, there's nobody. Social media team loves you on Twitter because you just light it up every yeah. day. It's like, just come out with a smile on your face, high energy. Where does that come from? Uh, I mean, my whole childhood, I had a lot of energy. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? My you were the kid bouncing it. off the walls yeah, all the time? I was that kid. You know, my <laughs> mom couldn't, she couldn't control me. You know what I mean? You know, like everybody thought I was just bad. I just had a lot of energy, you know. I couldn't sit in one spot. So, you know, it, it never changed. It's still in me. You know, that's why I enjoy football. I can let it out. Right, right, right. Put on a show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it is. It's kind of uh, impressive because the cornerback room always, the DB group is always some of the biggest personalities on the team. And that is definitely the case on this team. You got yeah. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. There's a lot of big personalities in that group. You might be the biggest, though. Is it, is it you know, and I think a lot of rookies um, kind of come in and it can be kind of like intimidated by that, but you seem comfortable from the start. Why is that? Uh, I just I just know when I came in the first day, I was just being me and everybody let me be me. So, you know, I know I didn't have to close out anything, but as a DB, you know, I bring the energy and bring the swag, so I never lose that because that's my confidence, you know what I mean? As a DB, got one of the hardest jobs on the field. I mean, you can't be quiet and – and soft, you know, because plays happen. You give up plays and you make plays, but at the end of the day, you got to keep that dog and that energy. So you think that, like, kind of the uh, the person who you are off the field, you you do bring that, like, that sort of that that high energy personality, like that carries into the way that you play the game. Uh, off the field, I I, I want to say I got a lot of energy. You know? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while I'm in the building around around people, that okay. allows me to do it, you know. But once I get out in the real world, you know, I don't have as much energy. I know how to tone it down, but once I come in this facility and it's all ball, man, all the energy just flows through me. You know what I mean? So I let it out. It feels it, it reminds me of Deion Sanders kind of in a way. You know, <laughs> like the same swag. Like was who who did you look up to as a kid? Like who did you like to kind of watch and emulate? Uh to be honest, I watched Champ Bailey. Like okay. Champ Bailey was the first corner I seen, man, just picking stuff off. You know what I mean? But Deion is is the GOAT. All right. For sure. But I, I grew up watching Champ Bailey. You know, I seen Champ Bailey. I played with him on Madden. He was right. my corner. I used him to go pick anything, you know. And around that time, man, all you had to do was press triangle, and he just going to go get the ball. So <laughs> it was easy, you know what I mean? <laughs> so take us back to your background a little bit, Pepe, and, and we'll start with the name. Where where did Pepe come from? Uh, Pepe originated from a Spanish guy, Mom, Glissette. I actually talked to her not too long ago. Uh, we caught back up. You know, I haven't spoke to her in years. Mm. You know what I mean? But it originated then, you know, as a child. Once I heard it, I'm Pepe, my brother's papa. Mm. Uh, so it originated then and just stuck. Interesting. Just stuck. How old were you when she started calling you this? I was young, man. I was probably like four, four or five. And, and I was so, young when it registered in my head that I'm Pepe. And I mean? the, who calls you Demarion? Does anybody call you Demarion? Uh, my mom, when she's a little upset at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah, I know I'm in trouble. She says Demarion. You know, she usually <laughs> called me Pepe. But my mom, uh, you know, when I went to school, all my teachers called me Demarion. You know, I really didn't tell them my nickname because I'm at school. Right. And then on the football field, I go by Pepe. Okay. I don't even allow people to call me by my real name because I'm Pepe. And so you want fans to go with Pepe also. Yeah, Pepe. All it right. seems like it's kind of like an alter ego. It's like you're like yeah. on the field, like that's that's your identity. Yeah, I'm Pepe out there. I ain't Demarion out there. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm not cool. Demarion out there. So uh, you grew up in Miami. Yeah. And uh, tell me about kind of your first interest in football. Like when did football become something that you felt like, I want to play this game and do it seriously? Oh, wow, man. I I've been in football my whole life, really, as I – since I grew up, I mean, I remember playing just street ball. And then, like, I was saying, like, I was 10 years old once I got into, like, real, like, organized football. But I, I couldn't play the pound I was supposed to because I was so small. So they, they kept me back with, like, peop the kids that was, like, 9 and 8. You know what I mean? So 
I so played with dominating young those kids. I was just dominating, but they actually was most of them was bigger than me. Oh, wow. So they didn't think I was older than them, but I was older than them by a year. So I was just dominating it. And then my cousin, my cousin Tweet, he played he played football. So I went to practice. I didn't really know how to tackle. So I went back home. I was like, Cub, man, I don't know how to tackle. Man, you gotta teach me how to tackle. <laughs> so he'll stand by the bed and he let me put my shoulder pads on and he'll lift his arm up. He said, Keep your head up and hit me. So I run and I hit him with my shoulder. Boom, boom, boom. And I went back to practice the next day. I was lighting people up. Ah, ah, ah. It got so crazy. Uh, coach lining everybody up for like a hamburger drill. And he like he just made me tackle everybody, you know, because they weren't tackling in practice. So I, I ran through the whole team. like three players that I know like will hit. It was a nice hit. But everybody else, I was just smashing them. So I was like, dang, that's crazy. I know how to tackle now. So I was lit. That's so crazy. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. So what was like street ball like when you were playing that? Man, street ball is literally very, on a street. Very competitive. Yeah. You can hit a garbage, you better get up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. it's very competitive. I actually broke my toe hitting the garbage trying to catch the ball. Hitting the garbage? Yeah, I hit a garbage can like running a, a like nine a dumpster? Route. The garbage, no, like the trash can. Like trash, right, right, right. trash can next, like the ones that roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit a trash can. You know, I was I was my uh my sister, she threw a nine ball. Boom. I had them bump my little brother, but I didn't see the garbage. And when I caught the ball, though, I didn't drop the ball, and I took a step, my toe hit the garbage, and I broke my toe. Ooh. And the crazy thing about it, I went to the doctor. You know, you don't really get a cast for your toe. They said it heals on its own. Mm. So I was in a boot. I was so mad I couldn't play. I had to be the all-time quarterback. That's how much <laughs> I love football. I couldn't just not. Like, I had to do something. I had right. to interact in football. So, like, it was crazy. Street ball was, like, how, like, I molded my game. You know what I mean? Like, we, we had no rules, really. Mm-hmm. One too many rules, you just play to win. You know what right. I mean? We tackle. If you're in the grass, you might get tackled. But concrete, you play touch. You know what I mean? But street ball definitely was a, a big part of me in football. Right. Do you feel like you kind of brought that aspect to, once you started playing organized football, that it was almost like, I mean, obviously there's scheme, there's play, you know, there's a lot more involved, but like that you were playing with that same street ball mentality kind of. Most definitely, man to man. Like I, and street ball is just man to man, win. Right. People running crazy routes, like street ball, any route you can name, they run it. You just have to guard it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and the quarterback can't get sacked because once you go blitz him, he can run around all day. Right. So dudes running crazy routes. So that's how I really tuned in to play man-to-man. Like, I can run with anybody, you know what I mean? Like, man-to-man is, like, my best coverage, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't play zone in street ball. You got him, I got him, let's go. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I remember when you got drafted, you talking about part of the reason that you played street ball was, like, if if your mom didn't have the money for you to put you in an organized league, you would not go to her and be like, you know, I'll just play in the street. You like, yeah. you didn't really want to go asking for, for the money. Can you talk about kind of that attitude and that mindset? Uh, I mean, as a as a as a kid, I had four sisters, a brother. My mom got you know six kids, so it's like I can't put all the pressure on her to like struggle and try to pay for me to play ball. It was like when 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 I when I was being good and she wanted me to play and you know she could afford it, I go play, but. It was like an on and off thing because, you know, it, it always tied into how I acted in school. You know what I mean, if I was good in school, I can play ball. <laughs> but then some years I was good in school but still couldn't play ball, but I understood what it was. So I wasn't tripping because I every day I played football in the street, and it was like I played a game every day. So I was happy. You know, I wasn't tripping. As a kid, it wasn't a big of a, that big of a deal until really like when I got kicked out of high school, it really hit me like, dang, I really lost football. Then I ended up moving to Georgia and just changing my whole attitude and just, you know, getting my grades right. And actually, like, that's when I moved to Georgia, I really started playing organized football, learning all the fundamentals. Like, I wasn't even training in Miami, cone drills and all that. We just wake up, go to practice, go play. 
I mean, practicing little league wasn't drills. It was down say a hut, go play. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So like that that just changed my mindset once I got kicked out of uh, high school. Had a flash in my head like you done with football, you know? Like I, I can't go to public school no more in Miami. So I was kind of like shook by that. So when I saw I moved to Georgia and, and seen the opportunity, I took it and like I stayed focused, tunnel vision, like nothing, nothing could distract me. I knew I wanted to play football. Mm. So, at uh, what age were you when you moved from Miami to Georgia? What happened? To- uh, just turned fourteen. Okay, just so, turned fourteen. So you're like a freshman in high school. Uh, no, nah, it was my sophomore year. Okay, sophomore year. Yeah, and you just I guess got in trouble. That yeah, what- I got in trouble. Uh, I just had a little reputation. You know what I mean? Like, so the, the principal, me and him was. Good friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he was good friends. I was in his office a lot. He used to try to protect me and, you know, save me and just came to the point where, he, you know, he had to do his job. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't mad at him, you know what I mean? All I, I took every action I did, you know. So once he kicked me out, it was what it was, but we ended up moving to Georgia. You know, I had changed, so I wanted to start over. You know, like, man, I'm in a new place. I can't act the same. I got to, you know, give people a different perspective on me. Like, I'm not a bad kid. Like, I, I actually, like, my family, I was raised with respect, a lot of respect. Like, I didn't disrespect people. I just was very active. Like, I had a lot of energy. It was hard to control me, but I never disrespected uh, my elders. You know what I mean? So it's more so I had to get out of my comfortable, my comfort zone in Miami. I was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I thought what I was doing was just right, and I was good. But once I moved to Georgia, it opened my eyes. And, like, I'm on my own. I got to grind. You know what I mean? I got to lock in. So I did that, and it paid off. Wow. Yeah, talking about the grind, I mean, you were a zero, a no-star recruit, right, yeah. coming out of high school. So, I mean, talk about working your way up from the <laughs> bottom, you know. I mean, you went the the community college, you yeah. know, the JUCO kind of route. How did that kind of mold you, and, and what was that experience like, that, that journey? Man, that journey was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was ups and downs. I can't tell you that I, I didn't. I lost faith one time. But you know, I had I had to keep my faith strong. What was yeah. it that caused you to lose faith at the time? Uh, JUCO man, just going into my last year, no offers, like I'm balling. Like I, I ended up catching like, like I had like four or five picks, no offers still coming in. Like it was, I was like, man, I might not make it out here. This might be my last my last season playing ball. Mm. So I, I went again down on myself a little bit, but at the same time, football kept uplifting me. Every game I played, I just enjoyed it. I had fun with my guys. You know what I mean? Like, we was a real brotherhood. We was real tight. We depended on each other. And then, like, I, we played Coffeeville. It was my breakout game. I had four picks that one game. <laughs> and a pick six to, uh, to just the end in the overtime. So it was crazy. I'm like, yeah, I stayed the course, man. God, 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 he come through every time. So it was like, it was crazy. And after that game, I blew up. You know what I mean? But people still wow. doubted me because I was small, stuff like that. But I, that never phased me. It's just the fact that I just wanted another opportunity. It didn't matter where. But it came in late, but you know, it, it happened. So I was, I, was, I was excited. So after that Coffeeville game, you that's you got a bunch of offers. After yeah, that yeah. Game? Minnesota, Minnesota offered me after that game. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy, man. I I went crazy that game, and like the whole time, like I watched so much film on them because we had like a bye week, so I had an extra week to watch film. So I was like, it was like muscle memory out there. Like I knew every route they was going to run, <laughs> what I had to do for them to. Try, try me to throw the ball like what I had like to show the quarterback. Them, right, right. You know what I mean? It was simple. Like JUCO was another high school. Like you was just a advanced high school level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was nothing compared to college because everything was simple. You feel me? Like what they was gonna do on third down, they was gonna do it on third down. Mm. Like they wasn't adjusting nothing. They just you just go make the play. So like I watched so much film. 
Like, and it paid off. Like, I, I really went crazy that game. <laughs> was Caulfield one of the last chance you schools? Uh, nah, it was Independence. Okay, okay. Independence. I, I know that name, but I just couldn't remember. Yeah, Caulfield. It, it's, it's, we're in the same conference, but Caulfield wasn't on last chance you. Okay. So, uh, when you get to Houston, like, what was that transition like from, you know, like, so you go play high school and you play Juco, mm-hmm. which you said is kind of like a little bit of a step up. All of a sudden you're in this other, like, what was that transition like? Yeah, it's the system. Like, when you go D1, like, just like here, it's a system. You know what I mean? Like, different things, like coaches pulling screens. Players still play, but, you know, coaches making adjustments, halftime. Like, you got to, you have to, like, understand more about football. You just can't just be playing running around, playing, like, you got to understand your job, who, where you help at, like, you feel me, like, how how can I make this play, can I chance it on this play, you know, things like that, what down it is, you know, down and distance, all that stuff played a big part, so, and then when I got to college, the routes got longer, and Juco, the routes would break off at 10-9, after that, they done running the route, I went to college, man, they, it's getting deeper, like, mm-hmm. they pushing deeper, quarterback timing is a little different, so, like, I had to adjust to that my first year, I mean, and having a great coach like Doug Belt and Coach Etheridge on my on my behind, like just keep pushing me and motivating me because they knew I could, I could do it. So like that whole my whole first year, I ended up I kind I came in like third, fourth screen, you know, uh, spring ball, just just grinding, just grinding, just working my way up. I ended up starting my my first year there. Wow. You know, every snap, like I never got out the game. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like that was a big that was a big challenge. Like to come in and play every snap and hold it down. like, And I, I showed them that I can do it, so I earned a lot of respect from them on that. Mm. So after that, they went to expanding my knowledge even more. They went to teaching me different positions and things like that, so, you know, just to help me out, my value. So when I get to the next level that I'm, I'm not confused when somebody puts me in a different position. Did you, did you think that they were kind of surprised at like that fast ascension that like you go from this guy who like wasn't really on the radar and then you have this huge game and then you all of a sudden you're on everyone's radar at Juco and then you get to college and you're starting right away. Like where your coach is like, man, you, you're making <laughs> us look good here for bringing you here. Like what was kind of their thought at that time? Uh, to be honest, they, they knew what they was bringing in. You know what I mean? They watched the film. Uh, they just probably didn't know that I can adapt that fast. You know, like how I think. You know what I mean? But once they once they seen that, once I got a meetings and went to showing them that I want to learn football, it just made their job easier. Like, I got somebody I can teach football. He's going to take everything I'm saying in and, and go out and do it. You feel me? So that was that was the biggest thing. Like, they knew that I'll, I'll go and play. Like, just watching film, he wants to play football. But the knowledge part, they didn't really know until I got there and I showed them that, look, coach, I want to learn. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to sit in the meeting, write my notes. I'm going to learn this cover. I'm going to ask questions, things like that, you know. I was kind of nervous asking questions, but they built us up, like, in our DB room to challenge them. You know what I mean, they always tell us, yeah, I got to challenge us too. Like, ask us why we're doing this, certain things. So, like, that helped my IQ on the game. Like, Coach, why are we running this coverage right here? He'll break it down and explain, you know, because boom, 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 we don't want to get beat on this, so we're going to bracket him, boom, boom, boom. So I was like, okay, now you understand the game even more because your coach telling you why we're doing this so you know why we got, why we need to be on point and why we need to have our eyes right and, and do the job, you know what I mean? So that was, that, was, that was it. So you played left corner, right corner, slot. You played almost as many uh, <laughs> snaps in the slot as you did safety. Yeah. I mean, so you were at every single spot. Was there was there one that you really liked over the other or, or uh, what? Uh, in college this previous year, I actually fell in love with safety. Mm. I mean, just I guess, I guess just how my coach was teaching it, you know what I mean? It, it, right. it, he simplified everything for me, you know, like my knowledge, like, not throwing a lot. He threw a lot at me, 
but he 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 basically simplified it so it wasn't a lot for real. Mm-hmm. It sounded like a lot, but it really wasn't a lot because mm-hmm. half the stuff meant the same thing. Right. But say there, I felt I felt comfortable back there. You know, you get a bigger view of the whole field. It's not street ball anymore, though. It's not man-to-man anymore. That ain't street ball right there. That ain't street ball. We in your face in street ball. But, you know, and nickel, nickel, you make a lot of plays in the slot. So, like, that slot, like, I can can play corner and also be active in the run game. You know what I mean? Like, I I love corner, you know, being on that island by myself just holding it down. But with me, I like to be active and I like to talk. When I'm at corner, I can't really scream and yell and talk to these guys because I got to hold it down. I am by myself. Right. But when I'm in that slot, like I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with, I'm with my guys, so I can, I can get that energy flowing, and we can go play fast. So you know, that slot and safety is one you know, like I fell in love with basically. Right, right. You know, as a guy who was like undersized at, at certain points, did you feel like players would test you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like yeah. you were like that? Yeah, I love it. I love it. You think I'm sweet? Yeah, I'm too small. Yeah, come on, I'm finna show you. you know what <laughs> I mean, that's just my, that's just my attitude. Like. A lot of guys think because they just big that they can do all this and they gonna bully me, but uh, I wasn't raised like that. Like my uncle them used to bully me, but I wouldn't allow them to. You know, he didn't raise me to be bullied. You know what I mean? So a lot of receivers think because they big that oh this easy work until I get on them. Now they like ooh he a little feisty one. You feel me? So like I ain't I ain't going for nothing. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <laughs> I believe it. I, I can see that at times, uh, even during minicamp and OTAs. Like it seems like uh, you know, trash talk is kind of part of your game. Almost oh, tough. I'm gonna get under your skin a little bit. I got to. I got to. I want to see how thick your skin is. Cause some people are shut down. You know what I mean. So I, I want to see if you are shut down on me. You know what I mean. So it's just chat, me challenging you. You know what I mean. But once I'm in the game, I don't really say nothing to people unless they start talking to me. Cause I'm doing my job, having fun, playing, around, flying around, communicating. But once somebody starts talking trash, oh, it's over here for you. It's over here for you. <laughs> well, the funny thing I remember was, like, you walking off the field after one of the minicamp practices. And I want to say uh, one of the wide receivers coach was, was talking to you. <laughs> um, and he was kind of saying, you know, oh, we're going to get you tomorrow. You yeah. know, like, we're, we're going to get you. And you were giving it back to him. Yeah, yeah. He ain't getting me, man. He ain't getting me. We work hard in that DV room, so I wasn't worried about him. Yeah, you were just, like, thumping your chest, being like, come on, throw it at me, yeah. man. Come on, I, throw I, it I at want me. That work man i don't like being bored that's why i love nickel i ain't never bored i always got something to do right you know what i mean so like i hate being bored like come at me every day in practice make me better right you know what i mean because I'm, I'm trying to help the team win games you know what i mean so i got to get better you know right. you got to challenge me just because you lock somebody up don't mean you you feel me you can finish the play it's all about finishing that play you know you might the start might be good but you got to finish you know right. what i mean so i want you to come at me 
You you were saying that you were like too small to play at age level. How small were you when you were growing up? Man, my mom thought I wasn't gonna grow. That's how small I was. My growth spurt ain't hit to like my ninth grade year. Yeah. Like it was crazy. So like that was my chip on my shoulder. I'm already smaller than everybody, but they ain't finna just bully me. You know what I mean? So that's where it came from. Right, that's funny. <laughs> so how, uh, describe your kind of excitement going into this training camp. And just like, this is an opportunity for you. Is You're going to get a lot of work. Yeah. You know, you're gonna, you, know, <laughs> you say you like the work. You're going to get a lot of it out here yeah, in training sure. camp as a, as a rookie and a really talented, deep secondary. So what are you looking to establish and prove during this time? Uh, I'm just, I'm looking to establish and let the coach know that I can be consistent. And I'm going to learn, you know what I mean? And I'm going I'm to play hard each and every snap. So, you know, like I'd say preseason, my season right now, I'm a rookie. So I'm taking preseason like, very serious. Like last game going to be like the Super Bowl to me. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's what I'm going to establish. I'm going to go out there, earn the respect from each each one of the players out there. You know what I mean? Like you got to give respect if, if you want to get somebody to give it to you. So, you know what I mean? Just like flying around, keeping the guys uplifted. You know what I mean? Good and bad. You know, we stick together. You know, that that's just our motto where I come from. You know what I mean? The DBs, we stick together. We bring the swag to the team. You know, we the energy. So that's why I bring it. I bring it with me every day. Mm-hmm. What I, it, I, good, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I have a couple, couple more for you. Uh, one, you know, you and Jalen Armour Davis both picked in the fourth round. He seems like he's got a little bit of a different personality. Like he's chiller. I think he's a dad, yeah, right? Yeah, Already, yeah, you know, and yeah. like it's how how are you two like gelling and bonding and is it really cool to have another guy you know pick the same round at the same position as you you know yeah, most definitely most definitely uh, i seen Jalen at the combine we didn't speak too much yeah but you know seeing him getting drafted to the same team me i mean we speak you know Jalen is really cool you feel me like yeah. he's a he's a dad he's a husband so you know you're gonna act a little different but <laughs> he's, he's not he's not really different you know what i mean like you just got to talk to him, really. Right. You know, some people you just got to talk to. Can you convince him to, like, come out and hang out with you, or is he too busy with Oh, yeah, kid? most definitely. <laughs> he, got, he got mad one time. Uh, Marlo had took all the DBs to dinner, yeah. and we forgot to text him. So he oh. got mad at us. Oh, you know what I mean? Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, the dad did get this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Jalen is cool, man. All the DBs in the, in the secondary are cool, man. Like, uh, I can say we brought in some good guys. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I could tell by the energy. You know, everybody wants to get better and just compete and help help the team. Right. So, you know, I'm not sure how well you've got to know Marcus Peters yet, you know, as a, as a vet who's, you know, he's working his way back from the injury. But, yeah. you know, he is somebody that people know the, the trash talk and the attitude and the, and just the kind of the, the tone that he sets out there on the field. And I get similar kind of vibes of that in, in talking to you. How excited are you to have him as a teammate and, and knowing, I'm sure he's a guy that you probably watched for, for a while. Definitely, most definitely. I watched him when he was at Washington. You know, Washington produces a lot of good DBs. So, you know, and he's been trash talking since college. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's in his game. But the crazy thing about it, when I got here, Marcus Peter actually took me out to eat with him. You feel me? Just I was in a hotel. You know, I chopped it up with him. He was like, man, come come on, come ride with me. We're going to get something to eat. You know, he was just t- chopping up, telling me that basically I got to find my find my routine, you know, so I can, you know, I can stay in here for as long as possible. You feel me? And do everything right. Just give me free game, you know, as a, as a rookie. You feel me? I respect him for that. You know, I haven't seen him on the field yet, but I already know what type of guy he is on the field. Man, he keep that energy. He want to win. He a dog. I can tell just by talking to him and the energy he give off. So once he get out there and get suited up, I'm definitely going to be rooting for him. Yeah, that's. I think that's the kind of thing that people don't necessarily know about, like a Mark, Marcus Peters, yeah. because like <laughs> you you see like the the trash talk and that like bravado on the field, but a story of him like taking you under his wing, yeah. like you don't. I don't think people know that for sure. He ain't have to do it. You feel me? He ain't even know me from a can of paint. He just knew I was a rookie. You know, I said a few words to him. 
You know, he just, you feel me, just took, like, come on, let's go grab something to eat. And we talked it up from there. You feel me, basically, like, built a little connection, you know, and it's just respect, you know what I mean? So I respect him for that. It's awesome. After we drafted you, I remember, uh, you know, you said you didn't really think the Ravens were going to be the team. Like, you, you no. had one Zoom call with Chris Hewitt, I believe you said. Yeah, for sure. And then. I ain't even talked to, I ain't even talked to Coach Chris, because Chris had something, oh, really? something to do, so I talked to Coach Dan. You feel <laughs> me? So it was crazy. So in my head, I'm like, I don't know who want me, man. I just want to play some football. Right. You feel me? But when they gave me the car, I was like, yeah. And the crazy thing about it, every time I play Madden, I play with the Ravens. <laughs> like it's crazy. Like my, my my teammate from um from Houston, he was like, Twin, well you at the Ravens, twin. You, you really play with the Ravens every game. You play mad too, twin. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy, man. J five crazy, man. Well it was cool too that, you know, David Blackburn, one of our, our scouts, was really the one who kind of stuck his neck out for you and That's like you up, were man. his guy, you know, and, and he got to call you, I think. Yeah. He made the call to tell you that you were a Raven. So I mean it so, was that that had to be a special moment. Man, that, that's what's up. I appreciate him for sticking his neck out for me. Now I'm gonna hold it down for him. Right, right. And, and, and then my last one was, you know, Coach Hewitt also said, I think I asked him about you during uh, minicamp, you know, just how are the rookies coming along and how, how are you doing? And he was like, dude, you know, I don't care about the size. I don't care about the speed. I don't care about anything. That dude's a football player. So, Like, so. what does that mean to you? And is that something that you feel like you carry as a badge of honor? Like, people can say whatever the hell they want about all the intangibles, but I'm going to wear that badge, you know? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh my coach, Coach Belt, I always told me that too. Like, man, you a football player. Because right. no matter what, what the job need to be done, I'm going to get it done. That's like, that's my motto. Big, fast, it don't matter, Coach. You can put me in a box. What what you need me to do? I'm going to get it done. <laughs> you feel me? Like, it's football. At the end of the day, everybody's job end up, once the ball caught and it's in motion, everybody got to go run and hit. You know what I mean? Ain't too much Ain't too much thinking. Everybody's job a little different. I got to cover. Linebacker got to fill gaps. But once the ball out there, Everybody going to run and hit, so it's just football at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We've been playing this our whole lives, so, you know, I don't ever let it get too big in my head that, oh, I'm in the NFL, these guys must be, you feel me? Like, I go out and I challenge people. You just going to have to show me you can outwork me. Right. Awesome. awesome. Well, I love it. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. Well, that was great stuff from Pepe, and we want to remind fans that the sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. Nice. So you see why Pepe is my guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably going to be a lot of people's guy after oh, listening to that now interview. you're all jumping on board. Oh, I think a lot of fans are going to really I, I agree. like I agree with that. Pepe Williams after listening to that. And I, we always make the joke, you do the interview, then it's like, oh, I really like this guy. Yeah. First of all, the Ravens have a lot of likable guys, so that's part of the reason for that. Yes. Uh, but honestly, you, you can see why the Ravens wanted to draft him. You know, and say, like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on this guy. Like, sure, he doesn't have the ideal size that you want in a cornerback. But, like, he has – what stands out to me is he loves football. Absolutely. Like, he loves football. It means something to him. He played it when it, like, wasn't part of any organization or any sort of – He just loves playing the game. He loves playing the game. He played it at JUCO. He played it at – 
different high schools. Against trash cans. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, he loves the game. And uh, I think that's, you want to get people on your team that love football. Yeah. And, like. Like, you're willing to bet on those guys. You know, and most guys in the NFL love the game. But there's there's levels to that, even at the mm-hmm. NFL level. Yeah. And you, have to, you have to really enjoy it to get to this level. Of course. But then there is also a scale there. Right. You know, once you do. And he is at the top of that scale. Yeah. And you can, I think fans probably you know, that came across in the conversation with him. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role he carves out this year. You know, the Ravens obviously uh, are without Tavon Young now. They are looking for a slot corner. Is that Kyle Fuller, the veteran that they signed, who plays some slot and played it well last year in Denver? Certainly could be. Um, but I think he's going to get pushed by Demarion and, and uh, you know, by Brandon Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that those three are going to have a pretty good competition for who gets what percentage of snaps, and, and how does Demarion get on the field on defense? Because I think he will. I think he will. And and part of that's because injuries, knock on wood, always happen at cornerback. You hope they don't, but they do. Um, and so Demarion's going to – we're going to see him on the field this year. I can guarantee that. Yeah, two other things that stood out to me in that interview. One, the Marcus Peters story, I think, just kind of gives you a glimpse into the type of guy that Marcus Peters is <laughs> mm-hmm. and, the, and the leadership role that he takes behind the scenes yep. on this team. And the second – is that like Pepe is fired up about the preseason. Like he said it to me coming down here. He said it again in the interview, like this is my season. And like, of course, you know, he could end up carving out a nice role for himself in the regular season. But in order to do that, he's going to have to establish himself in the preseason Mm -hmm. and training camp. And like, I know a lot of fans. You never hear that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No one's like, I love the preseason. That's my Super Bowl. We said that uh, third game. Yeah, it's like, that's the time. And so um, like, I think it's pretty... It's it gives you some insight into again his passion for the game, mm-hmm. and then also just like this unique look at the preseason, which I think is really cool. Well, they're going to get a lot of playing time because the veterans are not. I yeah. can tell you that much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we have a few emails here. Uh, first one comes from Joseph Eckert. He says, "Hey guys, love the show. Can you find out what the conditioning test would be for a Ravens wide receiver?" He says he wants to try it and will send the results. <laughs> uh, so the conditioning test has been tweaked a little bit, um, but, and we're not really sure what the times are anymore yeah. since the days I ran it, which was a decade ago, something like that. If you, if you, you go had, back and watch that video, that's yes. always a great one. Yeah. I mean, that's an all timer. I mean, that was like the 2012 season, I think. And make ran the conditioning test for the offensive lineman and barely by passed. a hair. I mean, I almost died that day. <laughs> <laughs> my life flashed before my eyes. I was Gassing for air on the ground, like hyperventilating. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like half an hour. Yeah. I was, I remember sweating profusely a half an hour later after I ran it. It was mm. not a good scene. Yeah. My hair was really bad then, too. <laughs> you look back at me, my hair was, my hair's bad now. <laughs> I was going to say, has it improved? It was worse then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go back and watch that if you want to have a few laughs. <laughs> um, another email comes from Ryan Bamberry. He says, uh, Hey guys, of course we can't go into an offseason without having to talk about the receiver position. He says, I like the receivers we have, and I think they deserve the snaps to prove themselves, but I know the mo- that most of the fan base is pretty nervous. Everyone is looking outward for another playmaker, but I'm wondering if we already have a potential chain mover on the roster. What are your thoughts on having Isaiah likely playing on the outside as a receiver? said he played tight end in college, but he's a smaller frame, and he has a smaller frame than Dan Waller, uh, who he drafted as a wide receiver. We don't know his official 40 times since he didn't run at the combine, but does Isaiah likely, um, he says he doesn't look slow. He's obviously a player playmaker who can catch, 
so we want to get the ball in his hands. Could Greg Roman get creative and alleviate the possible possible? God, I can't talk on this question. <laughs> Holy <laughs> golly! <laughs> Could Greg Roman get creative and alleviate the possible log jam at tight end by moving likely to receiver? Andrews, this is long. <laughs> all right, we know the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm still stumbling all over myself. Should we re-record that one now? Let's roll. Right, Isaiah Likely, is he playing wide receiver? No, I can't hear this question. It's tough to follow that Woo! up. Um, no, I don't think he's going to play receiver. I mean, I think they, they drafted him to be a tight end, and right. I know that there's the Ravens are thin at receiver, but taking a mid-round tight end and moving him to receiver – before he's even played a game at tight end, I don't think is the answer to that question. Right. I, I, I don't... This rem- You know what it reminds me of? This reminds me when when fans were like emailing us all the time asking about the possibility of... Uh, Miles Boykin? Miles Boykin playing tight end. To the reverse. Right, right, to the reverse, right? So they wanted Boykin to play tight end, and they bullied me into asking John Harbaugh <laughs> the question, and then I got destroyed. Yeah. And you know what John's answer was? Was basically like... No, that's not happening, but he does tight end-ish kind of things. Yeah. And I think the same answer applies to Isaiah Likely. No, he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end, but he will do wide receiver-ish things. I think that Darren Waller has kind of ruined the whole, like, the, the switch between. Right. And he just did, he made it look so easy. Right. And switching and dominated, from, and dominated. because he was like, he could be the next Darren Waller. Exactly. And, like, now this is kind of suggesting the, the alternate move. Right. I think likely, I, I, I did think that he showed some real promise, especially he had the great practice at the end of minicamp. So then mm-hmm. you go into the summer thinking like, man, this guy's going to be a really good player and he might end up being a really good player. Um, but I think first worry about tight end before we're starting to move his position. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's not like going to be like inline big blocking tight end. I don't think, you know what I mean? Like Charlie Kohler. Now he flexed out a fair amount too, yeah. but he's different guys, right? And they complement each other well. I think Isaiah likely will, you know, they can motion him across the formation. He can line up outside in the slot. He can he can do a lot of different uh-huh. things. Yeah, he's versatile. Yes, exactly. So um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of, you know, and like I've said, I don't think <laughs> barring injuries, either of the tight end, rookie tight ends are going to have a huge role this year. Mm-hmm. I think they will have a role. But I, I don't expect that like they're going to be change the offense dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's part. I mean, these guys are mid round tight ends who are trying to earn their spot in an NFL offense, right? And to like now be changing their positions to solve and solve a problem at a different position, I, I don't think is the direction that the Ravens are going to go. So, look, the first practice of training camp is next Wednesday, so it's July 27th. That's the first time we're going to be able to see these guys on, on the field. And during training camp, we're able to watch all the practice throughout the entire summer. So it's, it's really an opportunity to just see who's playing well and where this team stacks up at that point. And then uh, the open practice, which actually just uh, – essentially sold out i mean it's free but fans claimed all the passes that just gives you an indication of how fired up fans are for this season uh that's going to be on july 30th at mt bank stadium and that's all sold out at this point uh with you know more than a week to go so that just tells you how the energy is going into this season so i can't wait yeah it's going to be a lot of fun of course we'll have guests throughout uh so make sure you keep it locked right here and we will be back with you next week Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.